Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. Today, we are sitting around the table and talking about our little friends, the honeybee, and ways that we can help to protect them. We visit today with our friends Dee and Jim Brown, who own and run Honey Rock Herb Farm in Louisville, Tennessee. They've raised bees for over 40 years, and they are now in their 36th year of growing the good life at their Honey Rock Herb Farm. They share with us how important these bees are to all of us, how to attract them in ways that we can protect them. In Fred Sossman's Potluck Radio series, he features Hot Slaw from Polk County, Tennessee. And if you're listening by radio, I've got gospel music from Carter and Ralph Stanley and James King. I just want to say thank you so much for your good company here today, be it by podcast or radio. I really, really appreciate your good company. So let's join Dee and Jim Brown right now. Well, Jim and Dee, good to see y'all again. Good to see you, Amy. We sure do have a big problem with our honeybees, and and I know that you all know a lot about it. Will you talk with us about that today? Well, yes, I'd like to. Thank uh, you. We we've been beekeepers, uh, D and I, and uh, these Father Gerald, for close to forty years now, mm-hmm. and uh, and we uh, we really try to keep up with what's going on, and uh, we've had as many as twenty hives, which is about all we can handle, and now we're down to two. And we've had problems the last several years uh, about keeping the bees. We'd have honey in the hive, but we wouldn't have any bees. We just, and that was happening to a lot of uh, other local beekeepers around. So we were wondering, you know, what's going on. So uh, now we're trying to figure out uh, uh, some things, and and it's become a problem nationally. Uh, I saw a thing on TV the other day where nearly 40% of all the bees in this country, uh, the uh, honeybees. Have uh, are gone now, and that's just within the last few years. 
So uh, I've been reading articles, and it's been getting a lot more national attention, which is good, about what some of the problems are. It, it's, it's more than just one thing. It's a combination of things. We've got a lot of, we've got the best beekeeping association in the state, in Blount County. Uh, I guess that's my opinion, but we, it's a big group too. Uh, but I belong to, uh, to that for nearly 40 years, we have. And uh, I brought up topics. I, I, I don't use any chemicals on my bees. I'm organic. When we first started, that's what we did. We didn't use anything, and everything was great. And then uh, we had started having a mite problem, and they said we, we'd have to use chemicals or different uh, things that, that you order and put in your hives, and or we wouldn't have any bees. And... They haven't helped me any more than when I didn't have use anything. So now we're not using anything at all uh, on our bees, and uh, they made it through the winter pretty good this year. But I think the uh, some of the things are just look at our lifestyles now. Now uh, in 1945 uh, was when the honeybee population was at its largest in the United States, and since then we've we have half that many honeybees, and uh, part of that is from our culture. Uh, now uh, we've cleared off a lot of land and put subdivisions and we're using uh, chemicals to kill all the weeds around and uh, that's that's working on what the honeybees are using. And also we're, we're growing big huge crops of soybeans or big huge crops of uh, uh, corn and the honeybees don't even work those crops. And in uh, instead of uh, a farmer used to back in the 40s and 50s, they would grow several different crops, and then your honeybees would work th those crops that were coming in as well. So that's been a problem. Uh, one of the big problems are chemicals, uh, neonicotinoids, they're called. Uh, uh, they're in 80% of all the seeds in the world are used neonicotinoids, and it's a nicotine product. And it's kill. It gets it's systemic and it gets into the plant, and it, the whole plant is toxic. And the bees will get on the get the pollen, or the, even when it rains, they might get some of the water with them. And uh, it, it messes up their navigation system. They can't find their way back, or they'll bring some back, and and some of the other bees will get a hold of it. And and you get in your hive, and you don't have any bees, and you and you got plenty of honey. And then what happened to the bees? So. There's a lot of research in that going on right now, and some of the countries in Europe have banned neonicotinoids altogether, and there's a couple of states that are working on that too, Washington and Oregon, uh, where they're, they have, a, a, you know, of course, apples, which have to be pollinated with bees. That's a big, big thing out there. So they're, they're looking into that about uh, uh, doing away with, with those kind of chemicals. So we know that's a combination of what's going on. Uh, so it's a, it's a, there's a lot of different things uh, that's happened to us over the years, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's getting enough attention that uh, uh, that we can do something about our, our situation. Because if everybody uh, realizes it, you're paying a whole lot more for honey than you used to. <laughs> it's very expensive. Yes, sir. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and today we are sitting around the table and talking about how important honeybees are to all of us. Our guests are Dee and Jim Brown, who own and operate Honey Rock Herb Farm. 
It's located in Louisville, Tennessee, and they are now in their 36th year. Their goal is to sell happiness with every plant. And a note, Honey Rock Herb Farm does not advertise on this show. After a short break, we'll return with our visit with Dee and Jim, and they'll share with us how to help improve the health of the honeybees. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Blue Stem Hollow, a sustainable farm and event space for weddings, family reunions, and company picnics located in Greenback, Tennessee. Blue Stem Hollow offers catering, pasture-raised beef, eggs, charcuterie, and sustainably raised fruits and vegetables. Blue Stem Hollow is now in full swing of their CSA sign-up for full and half shares delivered weekly or bi-weekly. These fruits and vegetables are sustainably raised right on the farm, and each week's CSA box includes an email on what's in the box, along with a video from Chef Robert Allen, formerly of Citico, with seasonal cooking tips for what's in the box. They also offer weekly add-ons such as honey, desserts, eggs, charcuterie, and pasture-raised beef. Weekly delivery locations include Greenback, Maryville, and Knoxville. More information for the CSA, bluestemhollow.com or by email, brenna at bluestemhollow.com. This is Kelly Smith Trimble, gardener, writer, and author of the new book, The Creative Vegetable Gardener, 60 Ways to Cultivate Joy, Playfulness, and Beauty Along with a Bounty of Food. Find me on Instagram at Kelly Smith Trimble or on my website, kellysmithtrimble.com. And you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. For people that are listening and concerned about the honeybees and want to do as much as they can, what are some things that can help? Well, you can buy organic plants. Uh, There's a lot of people around that sell them now. Uh, We do, ours are organic. Uh, You can get organic seeds. There's some good seed companies that, that, that are still putting seeds out there that aren't uh, GMO'd or, or anything else, uh, they're just organic. And see, uh, one place that we buy seeds from lots of times is Johnny Seeds. They're out of Maine. It's still a good family organization. Uh, I think there's a place in Asheville we've looked at, uh, So True Seeds. Uh, they're organic and they're local. Uh, and there's a Seed Savers Exchange. There's a lot that you still can go to, but, but be aware uh, you know of, of, of what's going on about your seeds and uh, of course there there are are, are uh, plants that you can buy that are organic a lot of your nurseries are starting to sell more of them so that's a good thing too why does it matter if it's organic or not in the plant do they still pollinate it well they do pollinate it but it's just uh, it, it builds up in the bees lots of times it just depends you don't know what what's been sprayed on them and if it's organic or you know the, the farmer or the or the grower then you know what's in your plant and uh, a lot of these things if, if, if you just think about it if if these things affect a little tiny honeybee these neonicotinoids, some of these other insecticides affect them to where they can't navigate or they can't remember how to get back What's it going to do to us, uh, humans, that are ingesting a lot of the same stuff in fast foods and things that come from other countries uh, like that? So 
I mean, over the long period of time, uh, we've got to be affected just like the honeybees. So that's why it's good to get organic, grow your own. Uh, that's the best thing if you can have a small garden and grow a lot of your own uh, plants, uh, lettuces and, and, and tomatoes, uh, stuff like that are very easy to grow in a small containers or small area. And you've got it and you know what it, what's in it and mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot healthier for you. You can also, uh, of course, buy organic food. Uh, our farmer's market uh, sells a lot of, of food that's, uh, don't, don't use any insecticides or fertilizers, uh, chemicals. It's becoming a bigger a bigger deal now. Uh, there's, so if you can do that, it, it supports the farmers. It, it helps them uh, remain uh, uh, true and, and, and stay organic and not use all these pesticides and herbicides and it lets them diversify and grow other products besides just soybeans and corn and and cotton and things like that. Well absolutely you can of course not use uh, uh, any kind of chemical uh, sprays on your plants or anything around them uh, like Roundup and stuff like that. Uh, If you need if you have a problem with something being chewed on in the garden you can always use a row cover floating row cover works. Uh, we have to put that especially around our uh, eggplant because uh, a lot of little mites and stuff like to chew on the leaves of the eggplant, but it, all we do is put the row cover over it so they can't get to it. And also, uh, there are some things that you can use like an, uh, an insecticidal soap, which is just a soap and it's organic. Uh, if you have to have a problem, especially with house plants, if they get uh, aphids or something like that, and it all that does is coat the, uh, the the pest uh, on their because they breathe through their skin and that kind of smothers them and it's perfectly organic perfectly safe and you can just you know of course wash them uh, but you, a lot of plants that you don't have they can take a lot of loss leaves uh, losing leaves and chewed up before they're really hurt so you don't have to just first sight of seeing something go jump and, and grab the spray bottle so just that, that's one thing. You can plant plants that are beneficial to honeybees, especially uh, since we're a herb farm. We know that, that certain herbs like anise hyssop is very good for, for uh, honeybees. Thyme uh, has a lot of flowers that the bees like to work. Basil, there's mints, of course, and of course lots of flowers that, that are out there that they, they like to work. You know, coneflower is a good one. Uh, but things like that, you can you can go on on site on the website of, uh, on, on the internet anymore, and just call up uh, plants, beneficial plants for honeybees, and they have a huge long list of different plants that they like. So that's one thing that you could do, plant those, and they're pretty in the garden, and they're nice, and, and you can use them. So that's that's another thing that you can do. Well, Jim, thank you for helping us know how we can better help with this problem with our honeybees. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. And today, our guests have been the sweetest two people you might ever be fortunate enough to meet, Dee and Jim Brown. They own and operate Honey Rock Herb Farm that's located in Louisville, Tennessee, and they're now in their 36th year. They like to say that they're living the good life, and they like to sell happiness with every plant. 
They are open by appointment when the season gets going, and their website is honeyrockherbfarm.com. Right now they're in the process of getting their plants together for that first farmer's market. They have a Facebook page, and I've placed links to their website, their Facebook page, and a really neat picture of them sitting at their old-fashioned farm table, along with a podcast of this show on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. And also on my website, there are links to beekeepers around the state of Tennessee, where to locate local honey, and also beekeeping organizations if you'd like to maybe start keeping bees. Just look for the beekeeping and local honey link at TennesseeFarmTable.com. And again, a note, Honey Rock Herb Farm does not advertise on this show. And coming up, we have Fred Saussman with a Potluck Radio segment on Polk County, Tennessee Hot Slaw. This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Saussman. Polk County in southeast Tennessee is known for outdoor recreation on the Ocoee River and in the Cherokee National Forest, but it also has a more obscure calling card, hot slaw. It's cabbage chopped very fine, almost like relish, and it's spicy and yellow, and it doesn't look very appetizing uh, when you first see it, but it's got a bite. Meg Guy grew up eating hot slaw, a specialty of Watson's Grocery in Benton, Tennessee. It was the only grocery store we had in any of the small towns right there on that side of the county. And that was the store we went to as kids, and we would always buy that stuff for picnics or especially, you know, hot dog suppers or weenie roasts or that sort of thing. It's great with hot dogs. That's also my family's favorite way of eating it. Good on barbecue or as a side with barbecue. You can just put a spoonful of it on your plate and eat plain. Cabbage, mustard, mayonnaise, and pickled jalapenos are the ingredients for Polk County hot slaw, along with the all-important brine from the pepper jars. Polk County hot slaw has a distinct flavor that's unlike any other slaw because of the jalapenos, and especially that sweet, salty, spicy brine. As far as I know, Polk County is the only place to find this kind of hot slaw. Um, I know people from surrounding counties come, so Bradley County, McMinn County, Monroe County, you know, they come specifically to Polk County to get hot slaw because it's the only place they can find it. My parents had let me know that they had been buying it at the local grocery store. I mean, we're a one stoplight town and one grocery store town, you know, small grocery store, that they'd been buying it for over 40 years. Potluck Radio is a production of WETS-FM in Johnson City, Tennessee. This is Alan Benton, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.